good morning, good afternoon, and good night, uh, whatever you time of day you find yourself listening to this episode of the convo with the servant podcast i'm your host servant uh and today i guess is the first official episode of the podcast the first episode if you listen to it was just an intro episode of me introducing the show introducing myself and uh and just talking about what it is we seek to do here once again this is the convo with the servant podcast where we uh, you know, where we seek to just ask questions about, you know, that we want to invite believers or non-believers or people who are struggling or questioning their faith onto the show. Uh, we want to give them opportunity to just talk about their walk uh, with Christ and what that looks like. Uh, you know, this is, show is geared for uh, young people, the African-American urban context who are struggling with their faith or questioning their faith or, you know, want to know what it's like to be in the African-American urban context setting and still serve God. Uh, you know, uh, for a number of reasons, you know, uh, African-American millennials have stopped attending church. Church attendance is down and something And the, you know, U.S. News and World Report says the fastest growing religion is people with no religious affiliation at all. Uh, so, you know, as a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, I do want young people or young brothers and sisters like myself to know that you can be from the African-American urban context and still serve God. And, uh, and it feels good and it is possible. And, uh, you know, that's what we want to do here we want to you know we want to uh i don't want to say uh demystify christianity but we want to make it plain and simple for people to know that it is really easy and like yeah man it's just it's it's simple and uh you know and uh my brother brian here is going to tell us a little bit about himself he's going to tell us about his walk and we're also going to discuss where it is sometimes that he feels he may be struggling with faith and we're going to have a conversation about that and and hopefully uh, the goal is that whatever Brian's struggling through or whatever I'm struggling through, that maybe it's the same for somebody out there and we can all have this honest and truthful conversation about it and, 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 and gain some more understanding about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All right. So, uh, Brian, uh, tell us, say hi to the people. Hey, what's going on? This is Brian. I'm just here showing my boy some, uh, show some love. Appreciate you, Brian. Appreciate you, Brian. So tell us a little bit about you, Brian. Where are you from? Uh, like, what do you do? Uh, yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Uh, I'm f- uh, I live out Wilmington at the moment. Um, Wilmington, Delaware, Wilmington, Delaware, North Carolina? Wilmington, okay. Delaware. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is two Wilmingtons. There's a Wilmington, North Carolina, and a Wilmington, Delaware. What, what do you do? What do you do for a living? Right, right. Uh, at the moment, I'm a ground hand at uh, Buckley Cable. Okay, okay, that's cool, cool, cool. I don't. Is Buckley Cable is that like a like a uh, a cable company or? Right. Yes, they, it's a contractor. Like they land like Comcast and stuff. Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. 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 Cool. 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 Man, that's cool, man. Me and Brian have actually known each other uh, for a really, really long time. Uh, we've known each other since middle school. I stopped. I met Brian. He was getting bullied by this kid, and I stopped it and I stepped in. And I stopped Brian from getting beat up, actually. Brian, do you remember that? No. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just playing, everybody. I'm just playing. I did not uh, stop Brian from getting beat up. Uh, we, we've just known each other uh, since middle school. Uh, so, so, Brian, tell us a little bit about your walk. First, are, are you a Christian, or what do you consider yourself? A non-believer, spiritual? What, what would you consider yourself? Uh, I mean, I definitely would still consider myself a Christian. Uh, I mean... I've been, I kind of was raised in the church I was, ever since I was little. Every Sunday we were at church. Whole family uh, was raised in the church. So, I mean, it's definitely there, but, I mean, some things I guess I would say I would still question. 
Okay, okay, okay. That's that's cool. Uh, so so you have have been a a a, 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 a Christian primarily your whole life. Yes, yes. Okay. Do you remember like like a, a time in particular where you per where you personally uh, you know, uh, confess to your Lord and Savior, you know, that, you know, your sins and accepting them. Do, do you remember that, that age frame? Like, you know, uh, maybe. That was about uh, 11 or 12. Okay, okay. So you've been a, a, a Christian for, since, for, since you were 11 years old. And how old are you now? I am 29. 29. So about 18 years uh, uh, strong. Uh, uh, so, so yeah, Brian, uh, thank you for that, that brief introduction of just a little bit about who you are. Uh, so, Brian, I guess let's, let's just get into it. Where, uh, if if there is any place, uh, do you find yourself uh, uh, struggling? Like, where do you maybe even fail to trust God in this area or trust his word or, or, or whatever it may be? Where do you feel like you, you struggle in your faith? I wouldn't necessarily say I struggle in my faith. I'd say more so uh, I struggle connecting with the church. Okay. Okay, uh, in, in what regards do you struggle in connecting with, with, with the church? I just feel like... Like the church, like your local church, your own, like, home church, or like the, the idea, okay. The way I know that, like like I said, it's I've been there, it's no, like, it's the same thing in there as out in the world, like, people are the same way, they just, you know, on Sunday they put on their good, their good clothes or whatever, but there's all the politics and all that stuff still in the church the same way as outside. Like, it's like, oh, cut that. Yeah, I get my thoughts together. Cut that. No, oh, say what you, it's okay. Say it. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to get your thoughts together. Say say how you feel. We're going to cut this part out, of course. Uh, but just, yeah, just continue. Just go on. It's the politics. Yeah, that, that's fine. If that's it's, fair. If that's what you've experienced. Yeah, say that. I mean, so I don't feel, I don't feel like it's necessarily necessary for me to go up there and at the end of the day I, I, I just don't see the necessity for me to go to church. I could still be a believer and practice practice my religion on my own. Well, okay. I, why do I need to go to church? Okay, okay, okay. Um, so you you don't see any benefit to to, to the church primarily. Is that, is that I wouldn't if say I that. I just up? know the politics. Like let's say I I, I, I I, I've seen the gossiping, like everybody's dirty laundry being aired out all throughout the church about like the most petty things, and I just I just feel like so. What's the difference? Hmm. Now there should be a difference, but w one of the things I, I guess what 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 I always tell people is like you know like the the. The church is full of imperfect people. The church is never supposed to be perfect. I mean, this church is full of sinners and, and people, and we're all sinners. You know, the church is full of, of people with real issues, you know. So the same issues that they have in the world, just because they become a Christian or are a Christian, they don't and automatically, you know, they don't, those issues don't automatically disappear. Now, over time, like, you you know, uh, the Holy Spirit, you know, should make a change in a person. And, and, and we believe, I believe that firmly does, uh, if someone's truly a Christian, does make a change in their life and their heart and soul and the way they do things. But everyone is still, you know, capable to, to, to be petty, uh, for lack of better terms. Uh, to You know, I mean, everybody's still capable of that. But, uh, you know, but... But people being petty, if especially if you're saying that that you know, and I'm not, if you're saying you, you are someone who 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 is a Christian and does believe, 
you know, someone being petty shouldn't necessarily turn you off of, off of that if this is a place where you can come and worship and, and, and commune with people. Now, I did hear you say something else, though. Like, you, you said you uh, may, may, like, and this is why I said, alluded to earlier, like, maybe, you know, like, you're kind of getting that that you didn't see kind of, like, the point of it because you said you could worship on your, on your own and get to know, uh, like, Jesus on your own. So, so, so yeah, so you, so you don't see, so you're saying there's no benefit to going to church. I'm not going to say there's no benefit. What I'm saying is, in other words, I feel like maybe a lot of the Bible is constructed in a way that's like almost, I know, I'm like, I know I'm not probably going to say this the right way. Say it how you say it. Yeah. This is, so I don't mean this as strongly as it's about to come across, but almost like you're supposed to pay fealty to actually like the. The church itself, like I feel like it's almost like there's almost no difference between the church itself, not the idea, not the religion, but the church itself sometimes and almost like business. Now, that uh, that that could be true sometimes, but that is not primarily what the church should function like. Right. So if, if, you know, uh, there is benefit in in the church you know jesus uh, would not have commanded that that we have this institution of the church and started the institution of of the church and uh, commanded his apostles to teach people and disciple people and create believers and spread the gospel to the ends of the earth there is intended to be this community and fellowship of believers where we strengthen each other if there's if there's something that you're weak in or something where where you lack in and your area that you struggle in faith we, we want to help you in that we want to help you in your walk we want to disciple you the same way that jesus discipled his 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 disciples you know disciple just means a follower an apostle what apostle means a sent one so you know like we just want to build followers of the uh, of of christ and that's what the church does and as you know you 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 you, you say uh you know you you become a Christian, you know, you get saved. Now, what's the next step after that? How do you make those lifestyle changes if there's a way that you were living that was contrary to, to you know, what we believe? Like, how do, you, how do you make those changes? Like, you know, the church is there to walk you through those things. And also, you know, the church is also meant to function and serve the community. You know, like Jesus said, you know, also go and spread the gospel. But also take care of the poor. Take care of the widows. Take care of the sick. You know, take care of the community. The church is supposed to serve the community. You know, there, if there's poverty in the neighborhood and, you know, and, and people need food, the church should be providing food for those people, for the poor. If there is, you know, if there's, uh, you know, a bad education system, uh, you know, in, in, in a certain neighborhood, maybe the church should provide tutoring services because that's also part of caring for the community. Like Jesus makes it very clear that, yeah, he cares about your soul, you know, and he also cares about your right now. I came that you have life and life abundantly in the church is there so to help build you up so you can have, live that life of uh, that abundant life that Jesus came and said that he wanted us to live. Right. I mean, I, I, I hear you on all that, but it's just that it doesn't function that way. That's not what's what's happening. The way it's right. supposed it's, to function. It's too much is not of a song happening. and dance to me. You know what I mean? Like. In what regards, like where where do you feel like the song and dance happens Out, outside of let, let's take the politics and people talking about each other out of it. Like where is do you feel is the is the strenuous part? If we take the gossiping part out of it, because that's like I mean it's like being at although it should not be, you know it's 
you, you still there still should be grace. The same way imperfections that you have, whatever they may be, or, or however you know you struggle, or, you know wh whatever it may be, whatever something is that you morally you feel like is wrong that you do, that you know, uh, you know, the same way you are afforded that opportunity and for giving grace and and you know freedom for through Christ. The same it's the same way for that gossiping lady who always talking about everybody in the back. Now, granted, she should not be doing it. I'm not saying that that's appropriate behavior, you know, but, you know, like we want to give her grace too. And, you know, maybe somebody should and for, you know, in her church should be discipling her and walking her through that. And, and you know, and talk of maybe talking about, you know, how Jesus also talks about guarding our tongue, you know, and, and watching what we say and only speaking life and love and not speaking death unto our brother. So that maybe that's something that, that somebody should be discipling in that church. And in fact, what, what I always tell, what I recommend is like, you know, instead of taking that feeling that you have about, you know, whatever's going on in your local church, have a conversation. Like, I think a lot of the decision making from what I see in uh, churches, you know, uh, and granted, I've only been in ministry a short time. There's a lot of older people on boards in churches. You know, if you want the same way, if like you want your voice heard in the world, it's get involved in your local church. If you know, if, if you are a believer in this, like, man, this church, I'm here for this dude's preaching and you just like the preacher. Maybe the people a little you don't like the people. It's a little gossipy, maybe. But you like the preacher and, you know, his preaching is starting to take it in effect. And the word is fine. It's starting to to hit you. And, you know, like hopefully he's talking about, you know, also talking about caring for the community and talking about how that's also Christian duty and you want to volunteer in certain areas, you get involved and that's how you're able to change and have those conversations with people. Also pulling sister so-and-so aside and you can do that and with love and say, Hey, you know, like, man, like what you said to me yesterday or what I heard you say about sister so-and-so or somebody, man, that really hurt my heart. Uh, and you know, like, man, like this is a place like Jesus told us, you know, unconditional love. Like what are two most important things in, in, about Christianity is love God and love your, love your neighbor. You know, like Jesus talks about, and that's real love, unconditional love. Like, and, and that's what we're supposed to have in here. I just don't think that type of language or you talking about sister so-and-so like that is appropriate in this setting. You know, so, uh, that, you know, so that's something that I would recommend if that is the case. But, uh, but, but, uh, but all that stuff aside, what, what do you say is the song and dance that, 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 that you exactly have a problem with? I mean, just in general, like, just the way it's like a ritual. It's like, it's like everything, it's the same thing every time, every, like, how can I explain it? It's just ritual. It's just Legalistic. doing the same thing. Everyone's doing the same thing. Everybody's Legalistic. Everyone's on the same program. You got the person in the back uh, speaking tongues, the same lady every week getting up crying, running to the front. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? It's just like everyone's doing the song and dance to it, basically. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I get that. Um, and, you know, I, I, I felt the same way in, in, in places. Like, I, you know, like I've grown up in the church my whole life, too, apart from me falling away and... And, you know, um, uh, you know, there were always people at our church. Uh, in fact, me and my boy were just talking about, uh, we were in youth group and there was a, uh, we used to do this youth dance. There was one of us who used to faint every day. One of our, uh, like, uh, music dancers used to faint every, he was a teenager and he would faint, uh, you know, uh, every day. And it, and it used to be like, why is this kid? Like, you know, he is faking and that, you know, but ultimately like what I, 
as an adult now, like, I think, I mean, that's between them and God. Like, that honestly ain't got nothing to do with me. If they faking and they, you know, out here acting out and doing all this stuff, that ain't got nothing to do with me. And, you know, like, you know, um, yeah, like, that's between them and God. Like, that's the, that's the attitude that I have it now. Like, it's not going to stop me. You know, from and uh, from hearing hearing the word, you know. Now, if you're at a church where it seems like the over, it just it doesn't feel good, and maybe the pastor's not preaching the Bible, uh, you know, uh, correctly. He's going off on tangents or or whatever, you know. Uh, you know, maybe that's something to also think about switching churches. Like, you just because you grew up in a church, you know, doesn't necessarily mean you're married to that church for the rest of your life. Like, you can always find another church where the people are loving, where the people are caring, and where the preacher is preaching is preaching the gospel. Right, right. I, I mean, I, I, I definitely uh, can hear your points, but it's, I, I, I just don't, at least at this stage in my life, I mean, I, I just, I haven't been able to make time to get that, just put it like that. Do you work on Sundays when there's worship services, or? Uh, yeah, 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 it's, it's so, like. Okay, that's, a, that's. I mean, sometimes it's hard to, like, it's hard to get a job and prioritize, you know, good money when I feel like necessarily do I need to go. I mean, I, like I said, I can fellowship on my own. I mean, I can, I can read the word on my own. Can you disciple yourself on your own? Like, what if there's a place? What if there's a point or 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 or, or place in understanding about the word or something that you come across in reading the Bible that you just can't un- answer yourself? I mean, I, I I do have conversations with my dad. It's not as if like I'm just like oh, so your dad is a, is a Christian uh, as well? Correct, correct. Yes, I mean, like I said, but like I, my grandfather is a pastor. His father was a pastor. I mean, that's we, we, you didn't say that actually. You said like you said. I I don't recall us, I, I, us covering well, that. Said, maybe I didn't say the pastor part, but like I said, my whole family is in the church. My my aunt's a pastor at the moment. Okay. So okay. I mean, it's not it's not like. So why don't you go to your aunt's church? She lives in North Carolina. You know, that's okay. A, that's a okay. Okay. Flight. And so you're in Wilmington, Delaware, right now. Yes. I know. What if I were to tell you that I know of a, a good church in Wilmington, and which we'll share off air. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll share on air, actually, because, you know, I, I do want to, I guess, su- support this brother. And if there are any people in this area who's listening to this podcast, I do want to uh, to shout. I know, actually, a couple of them. And, uh, you know, and uh, one of them, uh, uh, you know, is a person whom... I went to university with uh, 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 in Wilmington. Uh, I think that it's called Rain House of Glory. Uh, m- um, my boy Kelvin, uh, Kelvin, Kelvin, uh, and then uh, Epiphany Wilmington, uh, Acts Twenty Nine Church and Hard Places. Uh, it was a good pastor, Derek Parks. Uh, really, really excellent pastor. Uh, he preaches the Bible, and it's a younger, younger church. Uh, you know, it's a it's a church where you're gonna see people who who are, who are your age and your diagram and doing what you're doing, trying to seek Jesus and seeking understanding of the of of God in a in a more younger setting where things are maybe more relatable to you, where maybe you know we're not singing hymnals out of the book because there are new Christian songs with new updated rhythms and different things. Uh, you know, and I, I I would recommend Epiphany Wilmington to you. Uh, you I don't know. I'm not. I don't live in Wilmington, uh, Delaware personally. Uh, you know, so I don't know too many outside of of, of Parks. But uh, I would recommend uh, Epiphany Wilmington to you and Derek Parks. Um, but 
yeah, brother, uh, you know, like, man, like, I, I want you to know that, like, man, God really did, Jesus really did intend for us to, for the church to, to, to be an institution. He really did intend for the church to strengthen each other and, and, and serve the community and be that community of a really tangible community of believers, not just an idea uh, of, 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 of anything. And let me just, you know, uh, since we're here, I just want to be, be, be clear. Let me read uh, the book of Acts uh, chapter 2. Uh, and this is early. Uh, right, Jesus has ascended into heaven in his word uh, here. And uh, uh, the apostles, uh, he's ascended to heaven. He's given the apostles. He told them to wait for the Holy Spirit before they go out and start preaching the gospel. And, uh, and, and what, just what this first church uh, looked like in Acts uh, chapter 2, after the Holy Spirit has come. And, uh, th- and actually, Acts 2.42, the heading starts is, is Fellowship of Believers. Uh, and it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending to the temple together, breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad, generous hearts, praising God and having faith with people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. And this is Acts 2.42 is... 42 to 47 is a perfect picture of what the church should look like. Now, un- unfortunately, uh, it doesn't look like that all the time. Like when, you know, people there are, I've had bad experiences uh, in church. You know, when I was 16 years old, my childhood pastor told me I was nothing but a hoodlum and I was going straight to jail. And I revered him and loved this man. Uh, and, you know, that played a large part in, in, in my time away from the church, actually. Like, those words stayed with me for a long time. And for better or worse, they affected me. Now, there are some times that those words drove me. Uh, and there are some times that those words hurt me and held me back. Now, I don't know what his intention was in saying those words. He could have meant it for me to drive me, which in, in times it did. And he could have meant it to hurt me. We've never had that conversation um, uh, but I've gone back to that church and preached since then, but we've never, since then, but we've never had that conversation. I don't know what he intended, but that goes on to say everybody's had bad experiences from church and, and walk away. But when you read, you know, Acts 2, 42 to 47 and, you know, I'm inspired and I want like reading this is like, man, this is what the God intended the church to be like. How do we, how do we get here? Like, that's what, that's what. What I guess fires me up is like, man, like, yes, you and I and others and so many of us are having these really bad experiences at church because maybe we're not focusing on this verse and maybe we're not reading Acts and preaching and preaching and teaching the Bible. This maybe this portion of Acts or whatever that that it's not affecting people. Uh, you know, that people aren't getting that. This is what it's supposed to be like. People just showing love and unconditional love to each other. And and, and, and this verse says they had everything in common, but that's not exactly true. If you read uh, above prior in Acts, just a, a few verses uh, prior, you'll see that these these uh, it was a festival going on, and these were devout Jews from all over the world, all over the known world who came. So these people were from all over the world. They didn't have they had different cultures. They had they had nothing in common except for one thing that they all believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, and they wanted and they wanted to know Him better. They wanted to have this deeper relationship. They wanted to seek out the things that He that He said in His Word. Like they wanted to seek that. 
that's the only thing that they had in common. But the text says that's all they had in common because that's all that they needed to have in common. You know, the things that we disagree on in the church, the way, you know, you feel like, you know, sister so-and-so, that, that, yes, that's all messed up. And, that, and, you know, but the things that we do believe, we do all believe that the Lord Jesus Christ died for our sins. We believe that and we firmly believe that he's our savior. And we firmly believe that he said we could, we should love God and unconditionally love each other. If we focus on why he said that is because if we focus on loving you unconditionally, if I love you, Eric, unconditionally, right? If you're, if you're hungry, man, and you need food, brother, I love you unconditionally. I give you food. If you're hungry, if, 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 if you're hurting, I care for you because I love you unconditionally. So a lot of things that we have, have in society a lot of things that go on in the world you don't even need to say those other ten commandments because those two all encompass it you're not going to covet you're not going to do adultery you're not going to do those things if you love your brother your neighbor unconditionally and that's what we're all intended to do we're all intended to love each other well but the, the good thing is sin has messed up the game Sin messed up the game in the beginning with Adam and Eve, and sin is still messing up the game and weaving in, uh, 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 weaving in, uh, weaving in and causing controversy as it did, and, and, and you know that's the fall of mankind. That's the human condition. Yes, we have this this beautiful Holy Spirit that resides in us that makes us, you know, do everything good in us that we do comes from the Lord. You know, loving kindness that doesn't come from us. That comes from God. You know, God is love. God is kind. He's the definition of those things. So everything that we have in us comes from God. But, you know, there's also, you know, that sin part that we forget. And, like, we're all sinners. And, and, and there's no sin worse than any sin. Yeah, then, 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 you know, they're none worse than each other. So a white lie that's sister gossiping and, and whatever else the sin may be, they're all the same. They're all the same. We try to, like. So why are there different punishments for them? Who, who said there's different punishments? I mean, in the sense of you're going to go to hell, like, as far as that finality, but in the sense of if I steal from someone, I don't get the same punishment as if I kill someone. Man made those laws. Jesus never made those laws. Uh, in the New Testament, he said you are forgiven. If you confess with thy mouth and, and believe in the heart, you're forgiven. There is no punishment. It, there is no punishment for those. That's a man-made law. You know, if you ask for forgiveness, Jesus said you are forgiven. Now, man has his... So, in the Old Testament, there was nothing that, there was nothing that said the penalty for... Well, it says the penalty for sin. Well, well, let, well, 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 let's, well, let's, well, let's look at... Well, 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 and I'm not hierarching sin because sin is sin. But, well, let's look at, at murder and why... I guess it seems as if you're maybe, maybe one of the things you were hitting about was like murder, possibly. And, uh, so, let's look at murder, for instance. Uh, right, so murder is taking the life of another human being, right? Another human being that God created, that you didn't create, that was made in God's image, uh, that you had nothing to do with. That's made in God's image. So that you killed something that you did not create, that you did not have the right to create, that was made in the image of the perfect creator. That sounds like something that, that's worthy of, of the same thing to me. Uh, you have, you know, uh, you know, and I'm not saying in all of that, and that's, and that's what it seems like you're talking, maybe talking about an eye for an eye and something possibly like that it was what I'm, it was what I'm, I'm sensing. You're shaking your head, letting me know that, but, but analyzing murder that way. And that's, and that's possibly the, the problem. Like, you know, murder isn't just, you know, like, you know, like taking the life of a human being, a human being is the image bearer of God made in his sight and in his image. You have no right to take the life of something that you did not create. 
Exactly, and it seems like you kind of just made the point that that's different. Well, well, I'm not, but I'm saying it's still a sin. You can still, the same forgiveness that you get for that sin by asking God for forgiveness mm-hmm. is the same forgiveness that you get for stealing. It's the same forgiveness that you get. God sees them all the same. If you ask him for forgiveness, even though you committed a murder, and yes, you did, you did, rightfully so, you did a horrible, heinous thing. You took a life that you did not create. There's forgiveness for that sin. It's forgiveness right. for that sin. In, in the New Testament, Jesus offers you forgiveness to that sin. But he still also left us these man-made laws. Jesus did not leave any man-made laws. Not not Jesus, no. I said in the Old Testament. Those are still there. I feel like it's it's still known that that's going to still be the case. It's still known that, at least within the world. So I understand in the context of whether you're going to heaven or hell. But, but he still did what, leave us you're, that Well, you're that talking template. about breaking a law and sin. Those are, those are two different things. You're talking right. about, so you can't say why are there different sins. I'm not saying they're not different laws. <laughs> the, the laws and have a meter, yes. There are misdemeanors, there are felonies, and God does not see sin like that is what I'm saying to you. Right. I'm not saying that, you know, like, hey, man, like, you know, like, you... You know, go ahead and smoke some weed. It's the same as murder in America. You ain't gonna get arrested. I'm not saying that. Uh, laws and sins are two different things. You have man-made laws, which have a hierarchy, and that's why we sometimes think that God sees sin as a hierarchy because we infuse the world and the church and, and together. Well, and that's not that's not the case. We are called to be set apart and called to be separate from the world and act different from the world. But yeah, we're called to be set apart, and it, and it should be different. But we can't keep infusing God's, uh, you know, word and man's world together. Like, the church is called to be separate apart. God's God's word and, and sin is different than man-made laws. They don't go together. God does not have a hierarchy of sin. Man has, man has a hierarchy of laws and hierarchy of breaking those laws, but God doesn't see the same. Man, thank you for, for having this conversation. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping it was helpful to you. I'm hoping I, I've, uh, you know, helped you in some way or, uh, you know, or, you know, uh, you know, hopefully made you understand or uh, brung you to understand things a, a little bit better. Uh, you know, I, only, I know we only had a short amount of time, but I'd love to have you on, man, and con- continue uh, this conversation, man, and maybe, uh, maybe have a, a part two episode of this. But, man, as for, for right now, man, thank you so much once again for, man, for coming on the show, man, and, and exposing yourself and being, uh, you know, uh, um, vulnerable, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening to the Convo with the Servant podcast. Once again, this is episode one. Uh, thank you. Give it a hand for Brian for being the first guest on the Convo with the Servant podcast, man. Thank you, Brian, man, for taking the time, man, like I said. And thank you all for listening, man. Without you guys not listening, this is possible. Once again, man, if this was helpful for you or you found this episode, uh, you know, enter- entertaining even, uh, you know, which I hope maybe entertainment leads to you, you know, uh, taking a step and walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, and uh, once again, man, it's just that simple, man. If you can, if you confess with your mouth, man, and believe in your heart, uh, then you are saved, man. So uh, it's just as simple as saying, confessing your sins to the Lord Jesus Christ, asking him for forgiveness and believing that you are saved, believing it and accepting it and accepting that grace and that freedom. Uh, and it's yours, man. And I, I want that all for you. I want you all to know what that feels like. And that's my prayer for you. Uh, once again, man, subscribe and tune in for the next episode. And if you subscribe, it'll pop up. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening, man. God bless you all. Peace.